We are going to be on tour for the rest of this year, and we are coming to a city near you. Here are all the cities that we are coming to on this tour. They are Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, who are two of my favorites, Indianapolis, Indiana, Morgantown, West Virginia, Munhall, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., New York, New York, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Rochester, New York, Iowa City, Iowa, Madison, Wisconsin, Louisville, Kentucky, Los Angeles, California, Bakersfield, California, Reading, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri, Fresno, California, Sacramento, California, San Francisco, California, Garden City, Idaho, and then finally, New Year's Eve, Toronto, Ontario. You can get your tickets at timdillancomedy.com. Promo code is fake biz. okay? This is important because we're putting them on sale. Pre-sale will allow you to get tickets uh, before the public. The password or the pre-sale code is fake biz. F-A-K-E-B-I-Z. This all starts tomorrow, Monday, September 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can unlock tickets for this tour. We're very excited about it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on the road. Tickets go on sale to the public on Wednesday, September 15th at 10 a.m. local time, but pre-sale live this Monday tomorrow at 12 p.m. Promo code FAKEBIZ, F-A-K-E-B-I-Z. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. We are uh, struggling with the new vaccine mandate in our company. Our company only has two people. Um, but Ben the other day produced a fake vaccine card, and he has been reported. Um, no, in all seriousness, the vaccine uh, mandate affecting companies with over 100 people. Uh, this is a federal mandate, I believe. States are resisting it. They're suing. Um, the vaccine mandates I don't understand. You can get COVID if you're vaccinated. You can spread COVID if you're vaccinated. Uh, if you've had COVID already and you have antibodies, there are studies and articles that show uh, that those antibodies are more powerful than the vaccine and they are um, they're longer lasting. United Airlines staff who are granted religious exemptions to vaccine mandate will be put on unpaid leave. What would those religious exemptions be? Uh, what would that? Uh, it's got to be Mormon, probably, right? Because they don't Is do that caffeine. It? Well, Christian scientists don't take any medication. Mm, that's true. That's true. The airline last month said 67,000 person uh, U.S. workforce must be vaccinated against COVID this fall, but said it would consider exemptions for religious and personal beliefs, as well as medical reasons. Well, personal beliefs. That would include everybody. Right. Right. Well, okay. I don't get the mandates. I think that uh, this should be voluntary. Um, I got the vaccine. I was pitched. Um, like everything America makes, I was pitched a slightly different version of the product than the one I actually got. The version I was pitched was the one that kept you from getting COVID. That is not the product that showed up uh, in the mail. Uh Yes, I didn't die when I got it, which is a pro, which is great, and I didn't uh, go into a hospital. And hopefully, the vaccine had something to do with that because I did wait on a line. But 
the efficacy of the vaccine is there's there's some debate about it. Uh, doctors tell me that people that are having adverse reactions to the virus that are doing very poorly, doing bad in the hospital, are are largely unvaccinated. However, for older people, and if you look at the studies coming out of Israel, uh, it, it, I don't know how much of a difference it makes. A lot of vaccinated people are still going to the hospital after you hit a certain age group. Um, and then there's the debate, you know, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke, should unvaccinated people get mm -hmm. uh, beds yeah. in uh, the hospital? And then Glenn Greenwald's like, should obese people get beds in the hospital? And, you know, so that's where we are. We are, uh, it's the great vaccine debate of 2021. Uh, the final quarter of 2021 <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel implies vaccinated heart attack victims should get priority over unvaxxed ivermectin slugging COVID patients. This is out of the Daily News. Also, the media is pretending, and we've made fun of ivermectin. It's fun. It's fun to make fun of everything. But ivermectin is not only a drug for horses. It's a, a drug for people. Yes. It won a Nobel Prize. The media knows that. And it, it doesn't mean that it's more effective than a vaccine. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I don't. I, you know, there's no evidence of that. There's no big studies that suggest that. But there are doctors who say, hey, it's a good idea to take um, ivermectin. No one is, by the way, pitched suicide, which is fascinating to me. That is the most effective way to end, to not be hospitalized for COVID-19, <laughs> is to kill yourself. That is a 100% efficacy rate. Uh, if you have COVID and you don't want to be hospitalized, you can take your own life. Mm -hmm. Not one person has said that Howard Stern is in trouble. He rips anti-vax hosts who died of COVID, fucked their freedom. This is why you can't go too hard at the vax, because mm. then you could die. Mm. And it's embarrassing. I say the vax mandate is no good. I'm against compelling people to do uh, things uh, when when it doesn't even make sense in terms of uh, protecting society as a whole. You know, This doesn't make any sense. Um but this is why you can't go too hard at the vax, because a lot of those guys that went very hard at it died. Three in one month. Yeah, three in one month. It's kind of an embarrassing death. Mr. Anti-Vaccine. Uh, it's a Paul little embarrassing. Valentine. Like, a lot of those guys made songs, like, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. It's a little embarrassing, <laughs> you know? It'll be embarrassing when Meghan McCain kills me. <laughs> we'll be embarrassing. These are, but if you go out on a limb, if you stake a claim, um, if you say, this is my turf... I'm the anti-vax guy. You got to survive. Mm. Like Candace Owens, you got to, she's got to survive. If she goes down, it's going to look bad. Yeah. You know? You don't want to hand people the ammunition. You don't want to hand people those, you don't know how the fuck you're going to react to this. Don't hand people that ammunition. You don't need to. There's no reason for it. But let's also not pretend that this uh, vaccine rollout has been incredibly... It's, it's everything we make as a country is not really that good. Truly. Everything. It's not just this. It, the idea that it's just the vaccine. Most of what you get in America is shit now. Most of it is shit. So, of course, Pfizer is going to be like lowering your expectations every hour about what the vaccine does. We get it. You know, it's it's garbage. Yes, is it good to get, depending on who you are? Sure. But it doesn't seem to last that long. They're already talking about boosters. It's like if you were buying a house, and in the middle of that deal, the realtor starts going in on your next house, you go, focus. What are we doing? 
Why don't you fucking focus? But they keep talking about the booster. Mm. You're trying to get people vaccinated with this fucking dose that's like barely working. <laughs> and then you start going on about the booster. People start going, wait a minute, what's going on? Does this even work? No, it's the booster. No, but next time we get it. We get it on the third shot, <laughs> the fourth shot. We'll figure it out. We don't know. It's experimental. And it also doesn't make you feel great that it, obviously the appearance of the booster signifies how experimental this all is. Like, it's one thing to be a guinea pig. It's another thing to feel like a guinea pig. You know, when they're like, yeah, we're going to throw the booster and see what happens. <laughs> you go, wait a minute, what? Yeah, we go, we do the booster now. Around the holidays, we'll line everybody up for the, book, uh, for the booster and see what happens. It does not make you feel stunningly confident in what's going on. I just, so I don't, these mandates, I don't quite get. I can understand encouraging people to get it. I think it makes sense that a lot of people uh, should get it. Uh, there are certain people that I understand why they didn't get it. If I spent my life working on my body and my health, uh, maybe I wouldn't get it. But I haven't sp spent my life doing that. I've spent my life getting funny and brilliant. And that doesn't lend itself always uh, to the preservation of the physical form. This is not my fault. If I was like a surfer with an eight-pack, and I don't want to kill a surfer with an eight-pack out there if they're hearing this, you know, but if you're a surfer with an eight-pack and you're like, fuck this shit, I'm not taking this, hey, man, whatever. You know, if you're like a fat slob from Missouri, you know, I don't know. Maybe give it a shot. But the idea that it's a one-size-fits-all. Mm -mm. Israeli study finds third shot provides significant boost. What does it mean, though? All of these things. Stop using the word boost. That's not scientific. <laughs> That's something a drug dealer tells you. You get a boost. What does this do? It's a significant boost. Mm -hmm. What the fuck does that mean in numbers? Give me facts. Give me data. Give me a percentage. Give me some idea here. Pfizer's just throwing out fun language, you know? The booster serving up fierce realness. What? Pfizer's just using this weird fucking language, you know? Pfizer is really fucking serving Corona with fierce fuck you mRNA realness. <laughs> Give us the data on that booster. Because I've had it, I've beaten it, and, and I've been vaccinated. I think I'm twice. done. Can I, and I had it earlier, I think. I think we all think I've had it twice. Mm. Enough already with this. Mm. Can we stop? Can we just stop? You better come to my house, Pfizer. I'm not going to you. If you want me to get the booster, come to my house and put the needle in my taint. And if you will do that, I will get the booster. I will do it. You will walk into my house. And sometimes you'll see this on Craigslist. People get off like this. I will be blindfolded in my living room, spread eagle on a couch. You will come in. Not speak to me. They specify this a lot of times on Craigslist. Do not speak to me. Don't tell me who you are. You will then just deliver the needle in the taint and leave. 
I will get up and unblindfold myself only in after I hear you have left. Mm. The mystery, it will make it more fun. Someone told me that once. A guy that I knew told me, and I was terrified when he said that to me. He goes, I enjoy, uh, also because he had a wife, but he goes, I enjoy uh, sometimes when I'm tied, I, someone comes in, I have a blindfold on, I don't know who they are, they fuck me and then leave the house. And I said, well, okay. And he goes, sometimes I get fucked with a gun to my head and sometimes I dress up like a woman. And uh, I had no idea. I was just sitting there and I was kind of stunned. I had a face like... And they just said, he goes, I've never told anyone that, but I've uh, chosen to uh, share it with you. I said, well, that's lovely. Thank you so much. I have to go now. I was at my own house. I'm like, I have to go. I must leave. But thank you. Thank you for confiding in me. Are you vaccinated? It's the next line I say. All right, what vaccine did you get? Because yeah. I like getting fucked with a gun to my head. And what vaccine did you get? That's the way you change the subject now. Mm-hmm. You just switch to vaccines yeah, yeah. no matter what anyone says. <laughs> I like getting fucked by random strangers that hold a gun to my head. And are you vaccinated? I remember at the time you guys wore social distancing in the house when you said that. It is very funny. It was one of the most terrifying nights of my life. <laughs> I called you and you said, uh, now that he's told you this, do you think he'll try to kill you? <laughs> and then I said, well, I didn't think so, but maybe now, yes. I don't know. Crazy. But this is what uh, this is what people do. Let's take a look at this uh, uh, hokey pokey video. The, you want to talk about every, the news right now, by the way. <laughs> is there anything more disturbing than the news trying to do feel-good stories? Like, I am one of these people that go, the news is too negative. But then you go outside and you you realize that it's kind of accurate. It doesn't mean their targets are, you know, always valid. or, mm. But there's a lot of fucked up shit happening. So now, here's how I measure how much fucked up shit is happening. Not even the negative stories, which we all know already, or the... Um, Panic. You know, the news is always in a panic about everything. It is, what is crazier than the negative stories is the feel-good stories have gotten so bad and so insane that you genuinely, because this is all they got, this is all they have to take your mind off the plague and the impending economic collapse, the eviction moratorium, people living in their cars, violence in the street, gun to your head at lunch. We'll show you that video later. People eating lunch on the street, gun to your head, armed robbery, take your money, riots, corrupt uh, politicians, corrupt police, everything. In order to take your mind off that, they go to the feel-good stories. And the bag of stories that they pick are so disturbing. In, In fact, they're actually more disturbing than the hell that we're all used to by now. We're all used to the hell by now. 27 years old, healthy, COVID, dead in an hour. I mean, that's all the stories they do about COVID. They're like, he was a personal trainer and he ran up the mountain every day. He rescued dogs and he had a beautiful wife and child. And now he's dead. COVID. 
And you're like, fuck. And you look at the guy, he's ripped. He's on like a mountain. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got three kids and a dog. It looks weirdly photoshopped. I'm like, does he exist? Is this real? But who knows? And it probably is. But, you know, we, we're all used to that right now. We're all used to that horrible, like, auto fatalities. We're all used to, like, you know, street racing. Like, someone just sitting at a light. And then these two <laughs> demon children, street racing, just kill that person. And that person, like, you know, it'll it'll be like, she was waiting to make a left into the, you know, parking lot of a Walgreens. And two street racers killed her and her baby. <laughs> And so you're used to that. You're like, fuck, but you're used to it. It makes sense. You go, yeah, yeah, that's that. Random acts of violence, we get it. You know, Waffle House brawls, we, we, but the feel good stories have become so insane and disconnected from reality that they are now more troubling. You find yourself staring at them. And the news doesn't even know how to do a positive story anymore. First of all, they all almost, they all the feel-good stories involve people dying or about to die. Just to give you an idea of the feel-good stories. Yeah. They involve tr terminal disease or the elderly. Mm -hmm. Those are the, that's the feel-good hour. That's the happy minute at the end. Like a Make-A-Wish kid, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we all know the one where it's like he walked 30 miles every day to work and everybody bought him a Saturn. We got everyone in his job to donate, you know, $50 and we bought him a used Saturn that when it breaks down, he can't even get parts for because they don't make Saturns anymore. He'll be walking again in no time, but put it and let's make it go viral on Facebook because it's still a great country where we care about our workers. Happy Labor Day. We all know that story, right? Like, this person had no shoes. They'd be like, this person had no shoes. And instead of going, why do they not have shoes, right? Or they, they work every day. Why do they not have a car? You're supposed to go, well, all's well that ends well. He got a fucking 1998 Saturn, and he'll be thrilled now. Um, but play this feel-good story, because this is about... Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. Let's just enjoy this together I'll periodically stop it to try to explain to you what's going on because I've watched it several times. This is the good people at where? CBS? I think this is CBS Evening These News. These are the good people at the CBS yes, Evening yes. News trying to take your mind off all of the other horrors with this piece of fun and light, which, by the way, this is heavier than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> Opinions vary when it comes to music. One person hears a symphony, another person hears noise. But CBS's Steve Hartman discovered a song that can get a whole neighborhood dancing. Here's tonight's On the Road. On the Road. So already, already, you know it's rough. On the Road never means anything good, right? On tonight's On the Road. Yeah. That means, like, we're really out there. Yeah. That's CBS's way of saying, we are out there. <laughs> In the sticks. <laughs> this is how much contempt they have for people that don't live in like LA or New York. Yeah. They're like on the road. And by on the road, we mean somewhere in hell. We're broadcasting somewhere in hell. On the road, you know, where people are just eating each other's corpses. <laughs> We've sent one of our reporters out there to bring you a story that is completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
dancing days are done. Phyllis Brinkerhoff of Prairie Village, Kansas says she's not too old to appreciate a sick beat. In fact, Mrs. B, as she's known in the neighborhood, is obsessed with one dance song in particular. It's just a fun, joyous song. You put your right arm in. The Hokey Pokey. And you know how when you love a song, you want your friends to love it too? Well, that's why Mrs. B gave her neighbor, Melanie Mendries, a Hokey Pokey CD and started talking about the song So this constantly. is in Kansas, it's an old woman. I can see her name pop up on my phone. Who's obsessed with the Hokey Pokey. And I just thought, oh. It and it is, it's probably like a member of the Fred Phelps church. <laughs> like this woman, they're probably conveniently leaving out that like she protested like Marine funerals <laughs> with the God hates fag sign on Oak Dag for the majority of her life in Kansas. But now, but listen to this. She's obsessed with the hokey pokey. So this is the feel-good story at CBS. They found a woman who is mentally ill and obsessed with a very annoying song for children, the hokey pokey. She can't get enough of it. She's insane. They found an insane woman. <laughs> who's obsessed with the hokey pokey. Continue this. It's the hokey pokey. Hi, this is Phyllis. Mrs. B left uh, dozens of messages. Hello. I really do need to talk to you. Urgently pleading her case. CD I gave you, are you hooked on it yet? And I just would always say, not quite yet. Melanie's so reluctant. this woman, this old bat, Gives this neighbor a CD of the Hokey Pokey and then harasses her and keeps calling her and goes, are you hooked on the Hokey Pokey yet? This is a story that's supposed to make you feel good about the direction of the country. This old bat gives this woman a Hokey Pokey CD because she's like an MK Ultra victim or something. This is a crazy behavior. It's crazy behavior. <laughs> and then she calls this woman repeatedly, harassing her and her child, going, are you hooked on it yet? Are you listening? Are you listening? I mean, this is like the behavior of Sirhan Sirhan, who was activated to kill Bobby Kennedy, probably by the hokey pokey. They started playing that. He blacked out, and then he came to in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel, standing over a corpse. Me and Ray were laughing so hard. They're like Ethel Kennedy, one of the older Kennedys, I forget, maybe not Ethel. Mm -hmm. Somebody wrote a letter to keep Sirhan Sirhan in prison. That's all the Kennedys have left now. <laughs> He's trying to keep this old fucking prison, this old Patsy. That's all they have all left. They have, yeah. Trying to keep this old Patsy in jail. Let's continue this feel-good bit. Ethel, Mrs. B. You know, most people don't care really at all for the hokey pokey. Really? Really. I find that very amazing. Do you? <laughs> Still, she knew her crusade was all but lost. Then one day, Mrs. B happened to mention that her birthday was coming up, her 93rd. And when Melanie heard that, she decided to embrace what she'd been resisting. Or to put it in hokey pokey parlance, she put her whole self in. We made copies of the invitation, we rolled them in little scrolls, and we wrapped ribbons around them and traipsed up and down the street. You put your whole self. So now they have you the saddest, they have morbidly obese people on the lawn trying to do the hokey pokey and they can't even do it. The this is a feel good face. story about America, so by the way.
They went through the neighborhood in Kansas. They have all these people who can't see their feet on the lawn, and they, they all can't do the hokey pokey. Can't they can't even do a child's dance. These are the citizens of America. And they've all come to dance for this old witch. She's doing some black magic ceremony uh, in her front yard. And these tubs of lard can't even get the hokey pokey right. And this is, and just finish this, but again, this is supposed to make you feel like we're on the right track and our, our you know, things aren't that bad. You got an Antifa member far left here. Can you see that? Blue hair, the blue haired little girl. No, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a blue haired, <laughs> the blue haired girl in Kansas. They get wild here. They get wild over there. Let Let's see the rest of this. Make it all about the smile on her face was so big. It doesn't take that much to make someone's day, and I think we could all do a little more of it. Shut up. Because that. Look at this. What's what next? It's all about. Retired flight attendant honors colleagues killed on 9/11. These are the good stories. This is the fun. This is. CBS, retired flight attendant, <laughs> honors people killed on 9-11. That's 30 nice. seconds? Yeah. 30, they've devoted 30 seconds to this. That's 30 too much. Can we play this? Can we? Yeah, play it. Okay. Well, tonight, a retired flight attendant is on a mission to honor the flight crews killed in the September 11th attacks. Polly Veneto is walking more than 200 miles from Boston, where United Flight 175 took off from on the morning of the attacks to this, One World Trade this. Center. And he's pushing no a beverage cart along oh, his three-week journey. Polly actually knew some of the crew members who were killed, and he wanted to honor them. His I'm trip is helping to raise cart? money for the families of 9-11 victims. Thank you, Polly. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Polly. Good luck. Well, there's that. That's the feel-good story that's uh, happening. Better help. Is something getting in the way uh, between you and your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I get sad sometimes. You know that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm sad, I spin it into brilliant comedy that everyone can appreciate. You are not able to do that. Mm -mm. So what's going to keep you on this planet is a great counselor, mm -hmm. online counseling at mm -hmm. BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients all over the world. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting more counselors, Ben, in all 50 states. Wow. The podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Tim Dillon Show listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Tim D. It helps the show if you do this. So go to BetterHelp.com slash Tim D. You're sad. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Tim D. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Folks, the summer of love has come to an end, and I don't know if that ever uh, came true. The summer of hope uh, didn't really materialize. But that being said, it's going to be the fall of fucking. I'm telling you right now, cut more than one hole in that pumpkin. Uh, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers uh, the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription 
Within days, the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are unit made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. I love Bluetooth. I take it, and not even for sex. I just sometimes like to take it and look at my penis mm -hmm. throughout the day. Bluetooth is great. Everyone I know takes it. Men, women, it's great. They are made in the USA and prepared, shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. It's time to get off the couch and go back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to Bluetooth.com. So if you could benefit from confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. We've got a special deal for all of our listeners. Pl try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TD at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Bluetooth.com promo code TV TD to receive your first month free. Bluetooth.com for more deals and important safety information. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. Let's uh, go into this uh, brazen robbery uh, in the Fairfax district oh, on, of Los uh, Angeles. On Melrose, yeah, yeah. Because this is also the L.A. recall coming up. Gavin, New feudal lord wine merchant Gavin Newsom going up against uh, Larry Elder mm. uh, for the recall. Black conservative Larry Elder, who suggests that not only slaves, but slave owners also maybe should get a little bit of reparations. <laughs> okay, here it is right here. So now this is... Uh, people outside in L.A. Mm -hmm. getting a gun to their head while they're eating lunch and robbed. And I go, am I for this? I don't know. But it's crazy. We had lunch today. We ate inside because of this. Because, by the way, it's also embarrassing to get robbed at gunpoint while you're having lunch. It's embarrassing. But here's why. It's too on. It's like too... Like, this is very, like, here's what's great about this. You know, during this lunch, someone said something about people exaggerating the crime. Like, there's yeah. no chance that during this lunch, someone didn't pop up and go. And I voted, of course, no on the recall for Newsom because, quite frankly, they do this all the time. They exaggerate the crime. They try to make you scared and then gun to the temple. That's a little beautiful if you think about that. So let, let's take a look at this. This is in broad daylight in the Fairfax district of Los Angeles. This is a guy in a hoodie and someone else. They look like TikTokers. These are old Vine stars who didn't transition into TikTok. <laughs> Some of the old Vine stars are broke now. They might as well start robbing people with guns. What if this is the D'Amelio sisters? Like they listened to the last podcast and they agreed with me and they're like, we got to start going out there and fucking shit up. How many people do we know that this could and should be them? Oh, yeah. We know so oh. many people who should be holding people up and we don't even know why they're not. Unemployment just ended. I mean, I guess they're going to start. But uh, this is a foursome and then they put the gun... Guns right to the old noggin? Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at that one more time. They're just having lunch. Oh, my God. Have you seen White Lotus? Oh, no. <laughs> the guy has his hands up. It's like, that seems to be a little... 
Let's see what she's saying. What's, 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 what? Ann Suter. What's going on, Ann? Witness news reporter Leanne Suter live in the Melrose District with new reaction and the manhunt happening right now. Leanne. Mark, Leanne, there's two suspects about wife. as bold and brazen as you can get. Area residents and business owners say this type of crime is happening all too often. And robbery in broad daylight on Melrose Avenue. The they love the alliteration. Right at the a brazen diners. robbery in the thieves broad swiping daylight. The shopping bags and belongings on the table brazen and running broad off. Daylight. Oh my God! Wow! Area wow! Oh my God! By the crime and the oh my God! Seemingly wow! Unconcerned about being caught on camera. Wow! Oh my God! That's terrifying. Um, Asha. I live in this neighborhood and hang out all oh the time, so that's. I like hearing like that 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 all the time. The robbery like, happened Tuesday afternoon just before just, five in the oh 7300 block of Melrose, what? a popular strip full of stores and restaurants. Many business owners say they have been seeing crime Everyone, like, increasing talks dramatically. About crime, but like I, I think that it's just that like it's just racist. So I don't really talk about it, but like wow, it's crazy. Broad daylight. And here's the thing with Gavin Newsom. I like watching rich, uh, attractive people get nervous. He's getting a little nervous because of this recall. Here's the thing with Gavin Newsom. People say he's very liberal. And the, the reality of the situation is I bet he's not that liberal. And what I mean by that is I don't think he really believes in anything. He's just kind of a good-looking, rich wine merchant who walks around his vineyard like a feudal lord, drunk on Cabernet. He has no idea what's going on. Um, the California state legislature is locked up with a lot of people that don't want anything to happen, largely Democrats, of course. Um, but I mean, again, this guy is not like he didn't know what governor was before he got the job. He just thought he would go out to dinner. He just wants to drink Barola with his hot wife. He does not want to deal with he doesn't know what MS-13 is. I don't even think he's been to L.A. like he lives up north. I mean, he just wants to go to dinner with his friends at Montecito. Like, when you saw him at the French Laundry, that was the happiest he'd ever been because he was at dinner. He's like, thank fucking God. Mm. Finally, we can go to dinner at a great restaurant and drink wine. I mean, this state is so ungovernable. I mean, you, you run for governor of California, you're like, this is going to be fun. It can't be that hard. Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. I'm good looking. My wife's a piece. We like wine. People like us. I'm the L.A. governor. Look at me. I don't look like Andrew Cuomo or any of these other like bums. Like I'm the L.A. governor. I'm in shape. I'm into the wine business. I'm, I'm, I'm about all that shit. And then your first day, you're like sitting at the desk, and it's like traffic, fires, machete, beheading, MS-13, droughts, killings, all the... But movie studios are leaving. Hollywood's dead. Traffic, beheadings, machete, Malibu, yeah. death, rain, no rain, drought, fires, flood. And you're like, what the fuck? New Scientology building. Every yeah, I mean, five it's like crazy, you know? There's a, there's a, you know, this, the, the homeless who just built a hotel out of shopping carts on Sunset. It's, what do you do? How do you lead? How do you govern this state? I mean, good luck to Larry Elder. I don't think he'll get anything done either because it's just ungovernable. How do you even fix it? The amount of problems, the scope of them is, is there's so many. But you know that Gavin Newsom doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Gavin Newsom, listen, is he ineffective? Yes. Uh, is he left to center? Sure. But like, look at him. He doesn't care about homeless people. No, not at all. He just, you know, ship him to Montecito. 
Did we have? Can we get an interview of him even speaking? <laughs> oh yeah, let's. I don't know. What I he mean, sounds like have you all. watched him? This guy is like not even present in his own body. This has got to be him speaking here. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here he goes. To make history of our own here in the state of California by rejecting that citizen, that well, that cynicism, rejecting that fear, you can't talk. by rejecting that kind of divisiveness. California, we are better than that. We have the opportunity. You see what he did the other day because Larry Elder said men understand things better than women, and Gavin's like, no. Women do. And then Anna Hashin from Red Scary retweeted some guy who write, yeah, women run California. That's why it's on fire and everybody <laughs> lives in a tent. It's kind of hilarious. But, you know, I mean, this guy is not, this is empty. I mean, I think Ezra Klein, who's like a you know, liberal guy at Vox, wrote uh, that California is kind of a failure of progressive governance. I don't know that Larry Elder is going to help. I think it could throw a, I was backing Caitlyn Jenner because I wanted a little fun. Mm-hmm. I wanted a little fun. I wanted her to get in her Escalade and just mow uh, the homeless over, which was her plan. She wrote a plan that the LA Times refused to publish where it was literally just a route that she would take her Escalade through Venice, <laughs> knocking over homeless encampments. And they refused. Gavin Newsom is much more... Oh, no, this is not was what Ezra it? wrote. Uh, this was Ezra eight days ago, but he also, yeah. uh, Ezra also wrote this. Is this... He wrote, California's making liberals squirm, and it's a failure of progressive governance. But now he goes, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom is a lot more than lesser of two evils. Mm. Here's the thing. California is not as bad. It is bad, right? Mm. I mean, it's not good. But it's not as bad as you would think. Mm. You know, certain parts of it are they, they're trying here. uh, They're losing the one industry that that California has made California relevant has traditionally been the entertainment business. And now it is the tech industry that is, is you know, headquartered up in San Fran, Palo Alto. That is the new dominant industry in the state. But it was Hollywood for a very long time. A lot of movie studios are leaving. They're abandoning California. It is too expensive. It is not cost effective to shoot here. They're going to Atlanta. And a lot of them are going to Canada. They're moving. And Hollywood is, you know, is losing a lot of the uh, bigger studios. I mean, they're fleeing. So California is trying to stop that. They're trying to stop the bleeding. Mm. They're trying to stop that mass exodus because it is the only industry outside of tech that really the majority of the Los Angeles economy is kind of a lot of it is based on that. It's really an import export town. I don't want to say the majority. That might be the wrong way to say it. But it's, it's the reason that people have uh, lived here, and it's, it, it represents billions and billions of dollars in revenue to the state, and, a lot, and they're losing a lot of that. Um, and I don't know how they're going to plan to do it. And this has been happening for years. It's been happening for years. Yeah. It's very expensive here to mm-hmm. shoot things. Mm-hmm. And the internet has given people the ability to attract an audience outside of the mainstream system of networks and studios. We've done it, and a lot of people we know have done it. Mm-hmm why they hate Joe Rogan so much because he's done it so you know a lot of people are don't have to be in California and they don't have to even if they are here they don't need to rely on a staff of 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 people they can do things um you know very simply so you wonder because the the industry is having such a an evolution 
what does that mean long term for California? But I think what what happens is just Hollywood is replaced by the tech industry, which seems to have some permanence here, even though new tech companies are many of them are going to Austin. And there's some big people down there. But it seems like because you have Stanford here, a lot of the tech companies are always going to be anchored in California. And a lot of revenue is going to be coming from that. Not to the people, no. but to the state. Because no. these companies do not employ a lot of people. Tech companies famously employ very few people, uh, as opposed to companies like General Motors or something like that. But they have a lot more power. They have more power than any companies have ever had before, they know everything about you. They know what you think and believe, what you're afraid of, what you search for. They know what you do and what you watch. They know uh, where you bank and how you bank and what you buy. And they can uh, turn any of this off. They can turn your ability to talk off and your ability to stop spending money, really. I mean, you know, this thing where, like, Candace Owens was re refused a COVID test and, uh, you know, they shut off Alex Jones's uh, debit card. And you might hate these people, but you should recognize that corporations being able to deny services to people based on politics mm -hmm. is probably a bad thing, right? Shouldn't we agree with that? That being able to turn off someone's money supply or refuse them a test to see if they get tested for COVID, which they could, if they had, spread to other people, denying them that based on pod is just not good. How bad will this get? Like, how bad is this going to get? Are we going to, is it, is it, is it going to be a thing where like the unvaccinated people go to In-N-Out and the vaxxed people go to Fat Burger? Is that how divisive this country is going to get? I want to know how divisive this country is going to get. Are certain porn sites going to make you scan your QR vax code before you jerk off to a woman getting drowned in a fish tank? <laughs> How bad is it going to get out there? Are gun stores not going to sell you an AR if you're vaxxed like a puss? How bad's it going to get? Truly, are you still going to be able to get a McGriddle at 3 o'clock in the morning if you are unvaccinated. Is Denny's going to have two sections, one for vaccinated people and one for unvaccinated? How bad does this get? How divisive? This the, is becoming a caste system. The biggest subreddit right now is Herman Cain Award. Have you seen this? It's no. blown up massively. Why? But it's people kind of celebrating the uh, deaths of... Here's the thing. I'll preface it by saying it is funny to see someone post eight things about how they'll never get the vaccine. And, and then they, only, they die. And then they, like, die tragically. And that's, You know, you got to find the humor where you find it. Yeah. So, like, this is... I've been long... Listen, all we have left in this country is to celebrate the deaths mm. of our political opponents. I've been a fan of that. If I die, people will dance on my grave. Mm. Uh, whatever. This is... And, and, and it's not even that I'm, like, this hugely divisive character, but I've angered some. So the, the deal is you're allowed to do that, I think, within reason. That's something that you should be allowed to do is to celebrate the deaths of your political opponents because you don't have health care, <laughs> you don't have a retirement, you probably, you know, your, your family, if you have one, may hate you. 
So because, you know, things are, are rough, um, you should be able to celebrate the deaths of people you disagree with. Mm. And the right does it, and the left does it. More Texas-loving wife gloats. She makes a local news for protesting COVID mandates, catches COVID, almost dies. Husband gets COVID and dies. And now she needs money because she's a single mom. COVID long hauler. No thanks. I'll burn my money before I do that. There's something here that's biblical about all of this. There's something biblical about all this. We're failing the test of of compassion for both sides, by the way. For every everybody is uh, failing. We're 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 450,000 people in Sturgis rally, not a China virus super spreader. Stop living in fear and get back to the and what happens? Is this guy and, die? Then, and then he dies. Yeah. Then these people they go through Facebook and they find all these posts like I'll never get the vaccine. I have an immune system. I don't need a vaccine. And then they die. And then their page turns into a memorial page because they just died of COVID and it was yeah, like really brutal. But here's the thing. What where, where does this end? This is my question. If you're really getting excited about this, and I know some of you are, and I've don't get I've just defended your right. To be excited by this. Mm-hmm. Is it a great way to spend your time? Probably not. Look, what did this guy say? Not trying to win any pageant, but I'm alive and doing better. Oxygen is improving by the day. I feel better as a whole. Getting moved out of ICU sometime in the morning. Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. They mean the world to me, so please keep them coming. What happened to him? This was the same guy. He, he Then he died. But then they keep you updated on Facebook after sharing memes every day that are anti-vax. And then they just die. From but, Yeah. But this would also be like if you found people that did get vaxxed and either went to the hospital and died. You could do that, too, sure. It, 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 this is not a real productive use of the time. No, but this is blown up. People love people this. People like it. Listen, people like to go and find people that have died mm-hmm. um, and try to catch them. I mean, this is like something... This is like something my aunt would do, you know, after because she's now going on about the women in Afghanistan that she's all worried about now after not caring about them for 20 years. Now she's all uh, she's goes, I can't believe these women in Afghanistan. CIA men, you got to hand it to them. It really works. Everything they do works. The propaganda machine works. My boomer aunt is like, but the women in Afghanistan. But what about if they want to learn to play the violin? Um, I think probably. You should try to not enjoy the deaths of others too much. This is a now I've defended your right to do it, and I understand why you're doing it. But it it seems to be a very dark way to spend your time. It's it's weird. There's something karma wise about it that I think is weird. Like if I spend all my time laughing at the deaths of people that I disagreed sure. with. I would feel there's some weird karma to that mm. that is going to swing back around my direct. Mm. You know, I just, I think it's odd to do that. But I, I understand why people are doing it. I get it. If a bunch of vaccinated people started dying, would it not be the other way? Right. And there have been vaxxed people that have died. Mm. But it would be because people enjoy when vaccinated people go to the hospital. They go, see? <laughs> it's both ways. See, this is where a country of C now. Mm. See? 
Look at them. They're trying to breathe. They're flopping around like a fish. We've become a country of people that enjoy uh, the deaths. of uh, This is the final stage. You know, it's the final stage of, of what we're, whatever we're trying to do here. And I know that, you know, people tend to think I'm maybe being dramatic or I'm overstating things. I actually think I've been too positive. Uh, and I frame this issue in a comedic way more often than not. But to truly take a break from that for a minute, which also has, is funny in a way, um, this is really the final stage <laughs> before we descend into just barbarism. This is the final stage before uh, barbarism will take hold. Uh, because people are getting off watching other people die. Think of where we started. We liked ratting each other out. That was the start of it. We're like, it's fun to rat and tell people what to do. And everybody got on everybody's back. And everybody was like, did you go out? Who have you seen? Are you fat? Did you have an abortion? Like, everybody has become everyone else's mother, father, keeper, governor. Uh, you know, people just, people like it. They like petty, uh, uh, you know, uh, excuses so that they can be moralists and they can, you know, lord their power over other people. It started there, and I warned against that. I said, it's a very bad idea. It's a very bad idea to encourage people ratting on each other uh, and, and feeling superior morally to each other. A little over a year later, we are now openly enjoying each other's deaths. And hospitalization. And suffering. like, bat like We are enjoying each other's deaths and hospitalizations. We're posting them. <laughs> We're saying, ha-ha. We're saying, look at this. The news is getting in on it. The media is saying, look at this. Mm -hmm. They ran a million articles about that guy, Phil Valentine. Mm -hmm. It's unhealthy. This is bad energy. It's bad karma. It's, yes, should you have the right to do it? Sure. But it just to tell you, karma-wise, not good. This isn't what we should be doing. It's the final phase before we start killing each other. There's really nothing left to do. We're enjoying each other's deaths already. The next thing will just be to make those deaths happen, which will be the final, final phase of this. But it doesn't seem like a great idea. I talk... People all the time are giddy about the death of someone. Or, you know, you'll talk to somebody and go, yeah, he was vaxxed. He can't breathe now. And you go, okay, man, it's like sucks. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, he can't even breathe. He's fighting for his life. And they say it like they just tell you their kid got into college. He's fighting for his life. Isn't that nice? And then on the other side, you know, if somebody who's unvaxxed, dies of COVID and they were like, didn't want to get the vaccine and they were public about that. I mean, they just, they do a fucking conga line <laughs> on the guy's grave. It's really wild to watch where we are instead of just, here's what I do. When you say, tell me someone died. I don't even ask. Ready? Okay. Cause someone died of COVID. Uh, my friend died of COVID. Shit is fucked. Next. I mean, that's, you don't, I don't, Here's what here's what other people do. Were they vaxxed? Yeah, yeah, Were yeah. they fat? Mm. What'd they do? Mm. 
What was their name? Like, how'd they get it? Were they going yeah. out to bars? They get, did they go out? Yeah. Were they fat? <laughs> did they eat bread? Did they take 19 supplements? Did they get the monoclonal antibodies? Were they vaxxed? Did they take the NAD drips? Did they take vitamins? Did they go in the sauna? Mm. How old were they? Did they go out? Did they see friends? Did they one, two, or three mask? Were they an anti-masker? Who gives a fuck? They're dead. Move on. <laughs> They're dead. Move on. You become a district attorney when you hear that someone died now. Yeah. You try to get to the bottom of it, you know? It's it's alarming. It's just it's just alarming. But we can always count on CBS to have those feel-good stories about people. Get out of this here. I'm sick of this. Get yeah. out of this. This is it's bad for us even to look at. Yeah. It's crazy how fast the prices of everything are rising. Gas, groceries, clothes, you name it. And all the experts are saying it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I've been looking at all the ways you can personally cut out costs to save where you can. I started my own. I used uh, Gabby Auto Insurance. What I was able to do is uh, put in all my information and compare in real time mm -hmm. uh, quotes to get the same coverage I have now for less. On average, people that use Gabby save like $80 a month. Wow. I mean, that adds up. Right? Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's almost $1,000 a year. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. All, and by the way, there's no commitment. They don't sell your info. Mm -mm. You just get fast, verifiable quotes, not ballpark guesses. It is a great thing to use if you're not happy with your car insurance. And who is? It's not just me who loves Gabby. Gabby's been featured in TechCrunch, Forbes, USA Today. Start saving on your auto insurance today. Go to Gabby.com slash Tim Dillon to start saving today. It's totally free. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash Tim Dillon. Gabby.com slash Tim Dillon. It's so important right now to go over all of your expenditures and see if you can save. And Gabby allows you to do that. No commitment, no cost. Gabby. Now it's time to celebrate. The NFL is finally back. And DraftKings, the official, uh, the official daily fantasy partners of the NFL, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off football season, DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at $1 million top prize, with a total of $4 million up for grabs at Thursday's opener. Getting in on Thursday night's single game show is easy. Draft six players from the season opener. Stand to the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot and a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code Tim Dillon. Do it if you like this show and you're a degenerate gambler or you're a fun gambler. Mm -hmm. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Four million in total prizes. Enter code Tim Dillon. You will get a free shot at one million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's code Tim Dillon only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Detroit News: Parents lose lawsuit. Over destruction of son's porn stash. And good. Fuck these people. <laughs> Read a little bit of this. This is a great story. Now, this is a feel-good story. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so There's a 40-year-old man who lives at home. 
lives at home with as his parents. As he should. But t- to be fair, he hasn't always lived at home. He had a divorce, and he moved back in with his parents fair. to get on his feet. Fair. And then when he moved out, they had destroyed close to $30,000. They described 12 boxes worth of pornography. And he and he took them to court. Anyone. 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 Well, they destroyed property. Yep. I don't, uh, on New Year's Day 2018, according to the suit, Working's father sent him an email that said, I don't think that you've been listening to me, so let me make this very clear. I do not possess your pornography. It is gone. It has either been destroyed or disposed of. I may well have missed a few items that are now in your possession, but at this point, if you don't have it, it is gone. Ditto for your sex toys and smutty magazines. We counted 12 moving boxes full of porn plus two boxes of sex toys. We began the day pro- uh, process of destroying them, and it took quite a while to do so. Frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all well, this Well, this is a confession. His father is confessing. <laughs> the next month, working called the Ottawa County Sheriff, and a deputy spoke with his mother, who acknowledged a couple of disposals of the pornography. On March 17th, according to the complaint, she sent her son an email saying, believe it or not, one reason for why I destroyed your porn was for your own mental and emotional health. Working's parents said they had a right to act as his landlord. Defendants do not cite any statute or case law to support their assertion that landlords can destroy property they dislike, the judge said. Maloney told both sides to file briefs on the financial value of the collection. The court does not intend to hold an evidentiary hearing. So what's the... Uh, oh, you got 38000 The parents had to pay him $38,000. 38 yeah, thirty-eight grand. I mean, having kids can really go one of two ways, right? Yeah. It can work out, or it can really be like, fuck, what did we do? <laughs> and when your kid is paying, when you're paying 30K yeah. to your son because you threw out his sex toys, there's got to be a part of you that regrets having children. Mm. Like all these people in Texas that are anti-abortion, don't you understand this is how it could work out? Mm. Your 40-year-old loser son could move back in your house and fuck pocket pussies. <laughs> And then leave and leave his porn stash there. You get rid of it because you're horrified by it. Imagine like you're you're sifting through your son's like pocket pussies and dildos and whatever, and his porn collection, whatever that guy's into that ruined his first marriage. You know that's what ruined his first marriage. And they find it. And they go, we're just gonna get rid of this shit. And then they got to cough up thirty thou. Good. It took them a day to destroy all the porn. That was the worst day of their life. Destroying all of your son's porn and sex toys. Mm. The great thing to me is two boxes of sex toys that they knew he used. <laughs> they knew they're picking up like cummy pocket pussies. And <laughs> I mean, it's just that's a feel good story. Like the news gets it wrong. I don't want to hear about some old bitch that wants to hear a song. Mm-hmm. This is a feel-good story. Imagining that couple from Canada having to sift through their son's pocket pussies and then throw them out. You think there was a debate? You think one of them was like, let's keep them for him? You think there was any debate or both of them? Were, they were probably on the same page. Yeah. They were like, let's just get rid of this. Yeah. This ruined his life. You know the whole day they were debating when he got into this? They were like, was it a teenage? Were we not paying attention? Mm-hmm. Did this start as a teen? You know, this ruined his marriage. And he's this is going to ruin everything he does. He's a sex addict. He's addicted to porn. He's got all the sex toys. We don't even know what some of them do. But we know this. We're getting rid of them. We're getting them the fuck out of this house. We're doing him a big favor. And then a judge goes, 
30 grand. I needed to urinate. Woman asked to leave Disney Park for her behavior. This is another fun story. People do not know. So here's the thing. Since the pandemic uh, is, is, you know, whatever, wrapping up now, and people are going back out, people, and we notice this at comedy shows, people just don't know how to act. They don't know how to act. They don't know their limits. They don't know how much uh, booze they can drink uh, before they start, uh, the room starts spinning and they start uh, vomiting. They don't understand uh, what decorum is. They don't understand how they're supposed to act like human beings. So what we notice is, you know, people on flights now are just beating the shit out of flight attendants because they don't realize that that is wrong. They haven't flown in a year and a half. They forget. They go, am I allowed to hit the flight attendant Mm. or not? That guy duct taped on United was groping all of the flight attendants. Yeah, because people, he hasn't flown in a while. He goes, what is the rules here again? Can I finger the person bringing me juice or not? They're unclear. So now what happened at Disney World? This woman was... This was a viral TikTok. Uh, this yeah. woman is a... Uh, uh, well, I'll, re- I'll reveal her occupation in the TikTok right here. But she uh, she was pissing in a cup in front of people at Disney. She had to go. Yeah, she had to go. It just says what it is. But here we, here we go. Because I have a bad bladder. I don't think you understand what women's bladders are all about. But I can really have a bad bladder. And there's no reason for you to justify me or... Judge me. I am not judging you, ma'am. You are, sir. No, I'm not. Tom. I'm not judging you. Can I'm you here please to see your manager? Because it's I okay. am the manager. Somebody I hire up, sir. Disney World, higher up. What? The CEO, Bob Iger, please. I'm asking she goes, can I see the CEO of Disney? Your manager. She goes, someone higher up. Not the corporate a problem, chain. But I needed a urine. So what's the... And I needed what's a, a right here. There's been times where I have to You'll hold see the card she tries to pull. job, Tom. I am a, I am a teacher, a speech yeah. therapist. Yeah, that's right. I literally have to urinate in a car. Speech therapist is not a teacher. Because I, I don't have time to go to South Central, right. on Slauson, and Crenshaw to urinate, sir. That's where she lives. I cannot believe you're judging me. I'm not judging you. No do, we, do we see her peeing? No, no, no. This was taken after, but she was, she was just pissing in a cup, and then she tried to say, since she's a teacher... She should be allowed she to goes, piss. She goes, I'm a speech cup. therapist. I'm allowed to shit. <laughs> I'm allowed to shit in a box. I'm a speech therapist. Mm. So what did they do? They threw her out of the park? Yeah, they threw her out. They threw her right out. The, the only report on it is from the TikTok, but I thought you I don't know if funny. I'm for that. She just pissed in a cup, right? She yeah. didn't throw it in anyone's face. No, she didn't throw it on anyone. So what why are we I mean, it's not even Disney World, it's Disneyland, which is like not even real. Disneyland is an embarrassment. Disneyland is horrible. Disney World is legit. Disney World Florida? Yeah. Disneyland Anaheim? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Disneyland in Anaheim. It's not even real. It's it's like Six Flags. I mean, it's stupid. We're on tour, folks. You got to come see us on tour. We're very excited about being out there for the rest of the year. Um, Just come see us. We're at so many cool places. TimDillonComedy.com. Again, Seattle, Portland, Indianapolis, Morgantown, West Virginia, Mulhall, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., New York, New York, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Rochester, New York, Iowa City, Iowa, Madison, Wisconsin, Louisville, Kentucky, Los Angeles, L.A., Bakersfield, Reading, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri, Fresno, California, Sacramento, California, San Francisco, Garden City, uh, Idaho, Toronto, Ontario for New Year's Eve. Uh, Spectacular. We also have some U.K. dates. 
We're going to announce, very excited, going there for a week, I believe, in January. We hope and we believe. TimDillonComedy.com is where you can see the full tour schedule, get tickets, promo code FAKEBIZ. Uh, we launch tomorrow, Monday, September 13th mm-hmm. at noon. N- noon, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time, baby. Fake biz promo code. Really excited to see you guys um, on the road. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, we end this year together. Don't enjoy people's deaths too much. It's like booze, drugs in small doses with close friends and family. That's the way you should celebrate the deaths of others. Like infrequently with friends, not publicly. Every now and then you you enjoy a, a someone's demise. But don't do it too frequently. It's ghoulish. It's ghoulish. If you keep doing it, stop investigating people's COVID deaths like you're a sleuth. Well, what, what, just realize this shit affects people differently. And sometimes they go and it sucks. You don't have to go through it and find out, you know, if they were vaxxed or unvaxxed or if they went out, they go to bars, did they eat McGriddles? Hey man, life's life. Just kind of behave. Just behave yourself, please. Do you have anything to add? You rarely do. Uh, t- uh, to the show? Uh, to anything. Uh, I've been having a good time with you here in L.A. It's been fun. Have we? Uh, the, the chocolate souffles were, were delicious. and So what? They're very good. I like the souffles here. Do you realize the content you bring is horrible? <laughs> like if we relied on you, we'd be broke. I said, do you have anything to add? You said, I like the cake that we had earlier today. We'll go broke with that kind of <laughs> content. Nobody wants that shit. He can't even, he doesn't even have a line at the end. I go, you have anything for anybody? And you go, yeah, the cake we had was good. The souffle cake was good. Yeah, thanks. That's clippable. Should that be the clip, everyone? <laughs> Should we put that out on social media? That Ben likes the souffle that we had. If I die of COVID, everyone's going to go, we had a souffle. (laughs) You see? That's what happens. How's Oscar De La Hoya? Is he coming back? We can't lose Oscar De La Hoya. Is he okay? Oh, released. He's released. There we go. But the fight's canceled. The fight is canceled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? He'll be back. He'll be back. What did he say? Go back up. Said it hit him really hard. Yeah. That's okay. He'll be back. Does he have brain fog? Can you tell? Anyway. (laughs) Kidding. He's an athlete. We know that, you know. I was in there for three days. It hit me really hard. I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, uh, before we go, did did you see Trump said that Robert E. Lee would have won Afghanistan? Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's a, stuff. It's a funny line. How did his tour with Bill O'Reilly go? Did they did that not happen? They're doing it in December. 
him and Bill O'Reilly. They're doing it in uh, Florida, a couple dates in Florida. That's it, huh? I believe so. That tour kind of bombed. Yeah, I mean. That's all right. The QAnon people, they thought he was going to become president again. That's okay. It's like, this is just as good. You get to spend $350 to see him in an arena, and uh, Bill O'Reilly's opening. Bill O'Reilly, the boomer rapist, will be opening. Yeah, they're doing the American Airlines Center in Dallas, and they're doing big venues. I don't know if he's a rapist, but I will say this. he was. Uh, you don't pay someone $38 million for nothing. Oh, have you read those court transcripts with Bill? With Bill? Well, yeah, but I, I haven't read them like recently. Is it just the loofah stuff? Or yeah, like he would keep interns on the phone, and he it's got to be he, more. He would ship them bags of toys and make them. Yeah, thirty-eight million though. It's got to be more than that. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, something else happened. Mm-hmm. He like climbed in a window. Thirty-eight million, dude. There's no fucking way. Yeah. I don't care how many bags of dildos you shipped. You had to do something heinous. To part with that kind of money, 40 sticks, $40 million. So he's opening. He's opening. And then Trump. I imagine he's not closing. I imagine. No, Trump's the closer. Trump's going to go out and talk about. He's going to be funny. He's going to do bits. Mm. This is what he should be doing. He's on the road doing bits. The ex-president. Just on the road. Killing. He'll kill for an hour. Ticket sales are still moving slowly. Well, listen, folks, don't spend the money to see me. The tickets are cheaper. And the show will be almost as good. Yeah, this is very expensive. It's very expensive. My show is almost as good as this, and it's cheaper. I'm not going to say it's as good as, I'm not going to lie to you. I would go for Bill O'Reilly alone. I'd spend the 300 to just see... To just see, like, what Bill O'Reilly's even doing. Like, what is that opening set? You know? What is that even about? But then, of course, we know Trump's going to kill it. But all right, folks, TimDillonComedy.com. Um, don't rob me if you see me having lunch in Los Angeles, please, at gunpoint. It's going to be fucking embarrassing. And if I get shot in the head while I'm having lunch in Los Angeles, you can enjoy it for a day. That's it. And then move on.